Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. So we are so thankful to be here. And again, if you're our guest for the very first time, we welcome you to the light of the world. It's a great joy to have you with us. And, um, and we hope you enjoy your day with us as we take care of some business. This month we've been talking about uh, God's grace to help us through tough times. And don't you know that God can do that? I gave you some ABCs. A means that God is God is able. So you have to believe that. And B is believe his promises. And C is commit to obey. God is able, believe what he promised, commit to obey. We're going to be sharing with you today, and today we're going to focus on how to succeed in business God's way. So all of us are in business of a sort. Either we have a business venture that we are selling goods and services and products and what have you, and if you're not doing that, you're in the business of taking care of your business. Uh, let me just say it this way. You got some business. And you're taking care of your business. Before I get to that subject matter for the business people that are here, and we're going to pray for every business owner that's here today, I want to take the liberty to, to have a little family talk before I go into today's message. You ever had a family talk? My, my father used to call us into the room and say, sit down and pay close attention because I want to have a talk with y'all. So I'm going to do some family talk. And uh, so I want you to pay close attention, everyone, no matter what age you are, I want you to pay attention. There are some things that we can control, but our failure to do so keeps us from prospering. There are some things we control, and our failure to do so keep us from prospering. You know where I'm at and the circles I run in and, and the things that we hear, uh, a lot of people who have been disadvantaged socially and economically continually wait for somebody else to give you something and to do something for you. And we complain about being mistreated, prejudice, racism, and all that stuff like that. So I told somebody, until I do everything I can do to make it better for me, I ain't asking nobody else to do nothing. Because by the time I do everything that I can do, my life is going to get a lot better. And I'm telling you today, there are some things that you can do that's going to make your life better, and it's going to make it better for your family members and your offspring. We just got through singing about the next generation. Well, we have been notoriously feeble in preparing for the next generation in our culture. The lack of discipline in financial matters keep many of us in crisis with little or no money to see us through the tough times. I was just looking at some statistics uh, just this week. We spend more money on looking good than any other people in the nation. 
We're going to be broke, but we're going to look good. We spend more money on hair and tennis shoes and jewelry and cosmetic and clothes and very little on investing and saving and managing. And we wonder why we have nothing. Oh, this is a family talk, so you can get mad or whatever you want to do, but just sit here and listen to it. I'm tired of seeing us doing the same thing over and over and over again and not having what we ought to be having and let everything run right through our hands. If you go back and calculate how much money you made and see how much money have run through your hands, you ought to be ashamed to say you have no savings and you can't miss a paycheck. Let me put it this way. If you miss your paycheck and you're in a crisis, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You've been working for years and you don't have enough money to take you through a paycheck. What is wrong with that picture? It's going to get better so y'all can smile. I'm going to go to tell you how God's going to bless you in your business. But I want to do a family talk because this is how to prosper. And you can't just stand in line in the prayer line and try to get a supernatural blessing and you're not a good steward. And not a good manager and don't have a good understanding on how to do things. I walked through the neighborhood and, and, and look, there's one house right next to where I grew up. I was down at the tax auction to try to bid on it because the kin folks, I don't even think the lady had a will. And the kinfolks didn't pay the taxes. That house been there. It was a nice house. They worked and, and labored. The man that lived there and the woman that lived there worked years and years and years to get something. And now he's down there at the tax auction because nobody took care of the business. Made me upset. What's wrong with us? Materialism and conspicuous consumption have siphoned off much of our money that we could save or invest. So if we do not properly manage what God places in our hands, we will not be blessed and our children will not be blessed. So I am encouraging you. I implore you. I had to look that up myself. That means I'm begging you to take all the actions you can take to be sure that you attend to some of these following things. I'm going to give you four things. I want you to take some actions, and these are things that you can do. Number one is insurance. Get you some life insurance if you don't have any. That's one thing the old folks used to do when I was a kid. That was the insurance man used to come around the house and pick up a dollar and a quarter every few weeks from somebody called Big Mama had her $500 life insurance policy. She said, I'm going to have something. So if you have a family, especially with minor children, get life insurance. Don't go out there and get $2,500 worth of life insurance. You need $500,000 worth of life insurance, a million dollars worth of life insurance these days. Go on and get it. That costs less than you spend at Papa's every week, drinking your pink lemonade. Get life insurance to take care of your family. If something, you're going to say, if something happened to you, something is going to happen to you. Years ago, when Pastor Jackie and I sat down, I said, we need to have an estate plan and insurance 
you and I travel a lot together. If something happened to both of us at the same time, we need to make provisions for our children. So we put a, a trust fund together. We decided who's going to take care of the a financial aspect and who's going to take care of raising them and we got a will and we did all of those things and put those things in place and informed the people who had the responsibility and say we need to do this to take care of our family that's planning that's managing so get you some insurance life insurance if you have a mortgage that need to be paid off and other debts that need to be paid get those insurance policies so that your loved ones don't have to suffer for that. And don't have this attitude, I ain't going to be here, I don't care. Well, that's what we've been saying. I don't care what happened, you know, I ain't going to be here. And that's why a lot of us are in the shape we're in. Adequate insurance can elevate your family members to a place of peace and some prosperity. So do that. If you don't know how to do it, ask somebody. What do I do? But I want to be sure that I have enough insurance. Secondly, get an estate plan, a will, Nobody can stop you from getting a will. You can just write it out on a piece of paper. Get something written down about what you want. Just say, I don't have anything. Yeah, you got something. You got an old pair of shoes. Somebody might want that. That was a family fighting over the lawnmower. People will fight over anything once you die. Give me that. I, I was supposed to have that. Well, write your will down. It is your will, especially if you have property. Write down who it's going to go to who you want it to go to. You don't have to be fair. I don't want to cheat nobody. You ain't cheat nobody. It's your will. Let your will be done. You can give it to whoever you want to give it to. There's a lady left a million dollars to her cat. I said, I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> that cat is going to be eating good. You can go to Vic and Anthony with me. Do whatever you want to do with your will. That's your will, but have something written down so that that business can be handled. You don't want to work all your life and pay for something and then just have it going to somebody else that you don't know who it is. Make a will. Make some decisions to what you would like to do with your possessions. If you have a car that's paid for or whatever you have. And then thirdly, make final plans. Somebody said, well, Pastor, you think I'm going to die? I said, let me think. <laughs> yeah. You always have planned for the future. You know, when you, you remember when you was in elementary school, you were looking forward to going to high school. That's future. When you're in high school, you were looking forward to graduating. And some of you were looking forward to getting married. And then once we get a certain age, we stop looking forward to the future and, and our planning process. We think we're not going to pass away. We don't make any plans. We don't make any announcements. We don't have anything prepared for people to manage us. Take care of that business. Write them out. Tell them what kind of funeral you want. Tell them what your favorite color is. Don't have the kin folks fighting at the funeral home. And they'll do that too. Make your own preparations. And we showed you the Light of the World Memorial Garden. I, I showed that so I can remind you. That's our preparation. One of the things as a pastor, I said, we, we have congregation, and I know one thing we're going to be doing at the church, we're going to have some funerals. So why not plan? We went out and we bought a section of a cemetery. The cemetery owner said, no one else has ever done that. 
Funeral Home said, we've never seen a church do this. We've never seen this done. That's our section. We own it for our congregation and for our members. So you can come and see me before the price go up on the plots. <laughs> so make your final plans. Research. Investigate. Hire professional people. If you don't know what to do, hire somebody. But that's what you want to do. You want to make some final plans. Huh? And you want to take responsibility to ensure your family heritage. How many of you got family members or somebody got some property somewhere and nobody know who got the ownership of it and everybody arguing about it and don't nobody want to do anything with it? Well, jump in there and start doing something with it. I see that from where I stand more often than I would like to see it. We've had to have families come over here to the church, 65 of them signing on a document, trying to get everybody to sign because there was no will. So don't just let it go. Well, nobody want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it either. I don't want to deal with it. Say, I'll deal with it. Let me get everybody together. Let me find out what we got to do. Somebody else will deal with it when they buy it at the, at the tax auction. We had a member a few years ago say, Pastor, uh, my family is fighting over my grandma's house. Nobody want to pay the taxes. Nobody want to do anything. I'm trying to get it. They won't let me get it. They won't want to do anything. I said, I'll tell you what you do. Save your money. Don't pay the taxes on it if you're not the owner. Save the tax money every year and then watch every month for it to go on the auction. Then go down there and buy it. Then they can't say nothing. I bought some property in the tax auction. I wasn't planning on buying it. I was just standing out there looking, and I saw these foreigners from a foreign country buying property in our neighborhood. I said, I ain't going to let him buy that for $400 a, a lot. So I started bidding him up. I said, he's going to pay today. <laughs> he got the 2900 I said, 3000 I said, when he go over there, he's going to have to pay. I'm out. And he got out. The man said, sold, pointed at me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I wasn't planning on buying no property. $3,000. The last appraisal on that piece of property, vacant lot, was $30-something thousand dollars last year. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may have heard this story. Recently in California, Manhattan Beach, a black family went and researched and fought to get back land from the city. Beachfront property that was taken from their family in 1920 by the city and they won. The city had to either restore that or reimburse them of millions and millions of dollars. Black family on the beachfront in Manhattan, 1920, starting them a little business there and somebody didn't like it. The city had eminent domain, took the property, but the family didn't give up. So fight for what's yours. Fight for what your grandfather almost died for and worked himself with a mule and a plow. And you got property in Louisiana and property in East Texas and property out there somewhere that's just going. And now some of this property that our folks had is so valuable. There were a lot of black families living in Sugar Land. I didn't even know what Sugar Land was in the 60s, but we had a guy from our church. I live way out there in Sugar Land. Go to Sugar Land now. I implore you to take heed and take care of your family business. I'm through with that.